Hey guys, Ben here from Comic Comedians. I just wanted to tell you guys about the best podcasting program there is called Anchor. Anchor is literally the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello everybody, welcome to Comic Comedians. It's me, Ben Schubert, your host, and today I have two awesome guests, J. Kevin Parker and 60 Second Comic Book Facts. They're two awesome guys, and we talk about Shang-Chi, the latest installment from Marvel Studios. So we are going to be talking about major spoilers, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, I highly recommend leaving this and then coming on back so that way we can talk about it together and nobody will get spoiled. But before we get started, when Iron Man and Silver Surfer work together, what do you call them? Alloys. Alright, let's jump into that title sequence right now. Alright, hello everybody, welcome to Comic Comedians, my name is Ben Schubert, your host, and today I am here with Ringo, aka 60 Second Comic Facts, or 60 Second Star Wars Comic Facts. Hello. How are you doing, man? How you doing I'm today? doing alright, having fun, ready to talk some uh, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, and I also have uh, Kevin Parker. How are you, man? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about S-H-A-N-G-C-H-I. <laughs> That, yes. that name Shang is difficult for me to pronounce. It is. It, yeah, that's definitely been a topic of debate, and that's definitely something I do want to talk about on this podcast. But yes, for everybody who do, does not know yet, we are going to be talking about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, the most recent installment for Marvel Studios, starring Simu Liu as the main role of Shang-Chi. But if you guys haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend leaving this podcast and watching the movie because, one, it was awesome, and two, I want Spider-Man to come out on time. So we, we, we got we to gotta wait for that. So, yeah, and if you guys haven't seen it yet, just leave. Come on back because we aren't going anywhere, but we are going to be talking major spoilers today. So let's get started. First off, let's talk about the, the first thoughts of the movie before we even went into the movie, the trailer... You know what? Maybe even the investors meeting when Kevin Feige said that Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings was coming. Ringo, I'll let you go first. How did you feel when you heard that this movie was being made? I was very excited for it. I mean, I read some Shang-Chi comics when I was younger, but I never really got too into it. But the Mandarin was one of my favorite villains. And I love that twist from Iron Man 3. And once they announced that, I was like, I really hope they pay off that. And I hope they bring uh, the actor back from Iron Man 3. And uh, well, uh, I didn't see the investor meeting for it. I saw the first trailer. I've heard about it. And then when I saw the first trailer, I was like, oh, my God, this looks like a beautiful, fun, amazing movie. And it captivated me. And I read some comics to try to catch up with it a little bit. But I would wanted to go into that a little bit, not knowing more than what I should have, because that's one thing I loved about not knowing anything about this movie or the Eternals coming out is that I'm going in blind. And uh, I was just excited, especially because this was the first movie in about two years that brought me to come back to the movie theaters since this started. And that experience was just beautiful and amazing. Yeah, no, I fully agree. This was actually one of the, this was, I believe, the second movie that I went to go see in theaters since post-COVID. For everybody listening in the future, this is one of the rare archive podcasts that were after COVID. We were alive for those people who are listening to this when it's transplanted into your brain. But I 
was very excited. I think The Suicide Squad was one of the first movies I went to go see in theaters. But, um, you know, Shang-Chi was definitely on the list. I remember buying the tickets and I took me and my sister to go see it. But at the investors meeting, when when, uh, Kevin Feige said Shang-Chi, I went to my comic book store and bought an omnibus of old Shang-Chi stories and just read them and really enjoyed it. But I'm glad that I didn't know as much as I did because I I think I liked the movie a lot more than what I would have because they probably changed him. I just don't even know it. What about you, Kevin? How did you feel when they first announced this movie coming out? I was super excited uh, with uh, my family being half Chinese, my wife being Chinese and our kids. We try our best to, you know, uh, for her side of the family to, carry on the cultural traditions and things like that. So they're very involved with traditional Kung Fu and Chinese New Year celebrations, lion dance, dragon dance, and all that stuff. And so all of that stuff I was hoping would be in this film and I was not disappointed and neither was the the family. So uh, I just, I was like, finally, actually the first thing I did was say to my sons, hey, y'all need to send an audition tape to Marvel, like to Sarah, uh, whatever yeah. her last name is. Um, like try to get on this film as an extra or something, but uh, maybe, you know, a future one would be awesome because they already know the moves they could do all kinds of stuff uh, in this film. But didn't you say that they, uh, they did it inner, they do like international tournaments, like for Kung Fu and stuff, don't they? Yeah, exactly. They compete uh, both open hand and with weapons uh, and empty hand. So uh, they do a two man set. So it's the, my two, my twin sons, it's kind of, Uh, an awesome thing to watch when they're going at it for two minutes just like in a movie scene uh they've got all the moves planned out because you have to choreograph that stuff but it it looks so good so this film took that to the the highest level that i think i've ever seen personally and i've seen quite a few kung fu movies and you said you saw it with a little bit of your family like your wife and, and and uh such but did your twin sons actually see the movie yet yes uh they're in college right now so they went and saw it with their friends on a different night uh, I actually took my oldest daughter. Our two youngest are still too young to get the vaccines that are available. Yeah. Uh, so actually, my wife is going to go soon. She hasn't actually seen it. So uh, my three oldest and I have all seen it. Uh, I know my wife's going to love it. I can't wait for her to see it. But uh, and just out of curiosity, how, how did your sons respond when when they saw this you know big Asian superhero on the big screen doing stuff that they do? I mean, they uh, texted me and were like, "It was so awesome!" Like all caps, you know, the whole screaming. Yeah. Like, this was so good. It was. You know, better even than I thought it would be, that kind of thing. So That's they feel uh, from multiple layers now, they feel more represented, especially in the MCU than they ever have. I mean, we watch like Jackie Chan movies and things like that. And they, of course, feel like, hey, that's some of the stuff I do. That's some of my culture. Uh, but this was in the MCU. So it was even, you know, it just it was so awesome. I, I just couldn't say enough about how great it was for our family and that it didn't suck. Like, it yeah, was actually yeah. really good. Yeah, I, I'm glad that this movie didn't suck because I remember what, I, what what's the Disney uh, CEO's name? Bob Chepek, right? Chepek. Uh, didn't he say something like this movie was going to be an experiment or something like that? I think for, that was misconstrued in the media. I, I think totally so as well. Why? And I think that, uh, you know, Simu Liu was brilliant in the way he took that and made it into a marketing kind of push because he's been the main marketer for this movie yeah, yeah that, uh, but that's exactly like, what i was gonna say what yeah. they were i think you know from a business executive perspective what he was trying to say is like hedges bets with the investors if it doesn't go well it doesn't mean the movie's bad it means that you know there's covid and it'll be the first time we're trying to do an only in theaters yes. thing but you know you got to watch the language and that stuff since it's all public now like right 
Anything right. you, you say that's recorded can be used against you on the internet, I found out. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I wanted to talk about next. The um, the marketing for this movie, honestly, if you, when you think about it, it, they could have played us like a fiddle. Now that I think about it, because they 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 could have they probably saved like twenty what thousand dollars like in marketing because they said we're not going to market it as much because we know there are people on the internet who will market it for us and we all did it. Like think oh, about yeah. like I, I'm sure Ringo, did you make a video saying reasons why you should go see Shang Chi? Yeah, I made a, a few videos <laughs> on why you should go watch it. Why you know you should go out courage. Marvel and Disney, like we're going back out to the movie theaters. Put this out. We we love it. We right. want more Marvel content. Yeah, and Kevin, did you also make one by chance? Did you ever make? Uh, you- maybe a dozen. Yeah, like that. and I've I can tell you, Kevin's. I did he as well. <laughs> I mean, Disney could, and, and on top of that, Simu Liu was on top of that. And oh yeah. I, do you blame him? Like, I, I want my movie to be known. Simu yeah. Liu is just. He's a class act. He I is just, an angel. He's so amazing, and he—he's the right rock star for that role. I, yes, they couldn't have made a better pick. Yeah, no, I, I, but you know, it could have just been Disney messing with us. Maybe that was the experiment that they were trying on us. <laughs> Let's see. Well, if some we... people already claim I'm on Disney's payroll, but Disney, if you're watching, I would like that first check. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, that, that, you'll get your five cents in the mail. Uh, yep, can't yep, wait yep. to can't wait to get that in. So I'll spend it all in one place. No, yeah, better not. <laughs> now, this movie is known for having some of the best fight choreography in well, in a lot of big budget movies. Like there like obviously there's those big old Jackie Chan movies like Rush Hour, Rush Hour 2. Yeah. And and then there like uh like those old Bruce Lee movies that my dad used to watch. I can't even remember the names of them. My dad watched so many of them. But the this is like today's age. Simu Liu, I would say, since Shang Chi is loosely based on Bruce Lee, I would say he's probably the next Bruce Lee and the next Jackie Chan. Like, there's gonna be little kids that see Simu Liu and be like, "That's Simu Liu," you know, like the same way that probably Ringo and I looked at Jackie Chan yeah. or Bruce Lee, you know, which I think is super cool. But what what was your guys' favorite fight scene throughout this movie, Kevin? I'll let you go first, man. Uh, this is tricky for me because i like so many of them um i mean my my go-to answer is wong versus abomination just because i love the way that that ended up and just wong you know i just go back to tony stark wong you're invited to my wedding like he he's so good with the way he kind of uses portals to do crazy stuff but uh the the fight on the side of the building with the you know super strong chinese bamboo was uh incredible but it stressed me out like i was my my seat chair i just about ripped it off like it was so stressful (laughs) to watch all of that because it looked so real and i knew they were going to be okay but i didn't really know you know like it was so good it was so well shot um i i still don't know if i have a really a favorite fight but probably it's the the climax fight uh shang chi versus his father uh, so yeah. I, I think that whole fight was amazing and just the, the depth of it. Cause those fights are not just about the fights, right? Yeah. Every fight in a movie, for those of you who are listening and don't understand this yet, it's about moving the plot along. And if it's not, then the movie shows how hollow it is. These yeah. fights, every single fight moved the plot along in amazing ways. And it did a good job. Right. Yeah. No, that was a fantastic answer. Like I, I agree 
almost fully. Like every, like it's hard to pick just one because there's so many. And you know, I, I loved all the those fight scenes that you brought up. But but what about you, Ringo? What was your favorite fight scene that you saw? Uh, I got to go with the bus scene fight because I figured that they would make us wait a little bit for that. But no, it was right there, like first thirty minutes in the movie, and then like just him fighting everyone or the the 10 rings while there's people still on the bus trying to fight around them. And what I found hilarious was that they put in the guy that was live streaming the fight because you oh, know, he, someone would do that in this day and age. Yeah. That was <laughs> he us. just pulled up his phone. He's like, I'm going to choreograph this fight, even though I know nothing about I, all of this. Yeah. He said, I, I took <laughs> I laugh, martial arts as a youth, laughing. as a youth, I took martial arts. So I'm going to just rate this fight right quick. <laughs> and then there was everybody around him just like, staring I, I like, love that. Yeah, yeah, no. I thought it was awesome how it showed like uh, how fast he is uh, examining all of his environment and moving them towards the back of the bus to try to cut it off. And uh, one one thing I also liked about it too was you know he didn't really he won the fight but didn't win at the same time because he lost his, uh, lost his necklace. But it shows you like you know he's not invincible. He doesn't have plot armor. He loses at the same time too, and that's one thing I really enjoyed about this movie is he's not always winning. He's 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 always he's losing and getting beat up at the same time too because you know you figured son of Mandarin or uh, well the real Mandarin uh, Wu, he yeah. would uh, be invincible. No one would ever be able to take him down. But no, this guy came out with a fake arm along with some thugs who were tiny and like they pretty much beat the crap out of him for a while. But he did get them back. But that's one thing I did like about it was it showed that he wasn't fully invincible. Like he could lose at the same time. There was stakes involved. Yeah. That, that makes, that makes perfect sense. And you know, that was also one of my, like uh, Kevin and I, we were on the nerd Academy last night and we were talking about Shang-Chi as well. And I, I came up with almost the same things that you did. You know, I like the use of the materials around him, the idea that he was getting the crap beat out of him, but he's also winning and losing at the same time. But that Mm -hmm. was, that was definitely, but you know, as I thought about it after our conversation last night, you know, the, the fight on the side of the building with the bamboo was definitely one of my two favorite fights. And as Kevin said, it it was scary now that I think about it, you know, because (laughs) you know, when, When uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like when Aquafina was on the bamboo hanging off the building, I was yes. like, oh no, I was like, no, no, go get, go get her, go get her. Yes. And, and I had to remember from my rush hour two days, uh, bamboo, very strong, you know? So it's like, yeah. you know, you got to keep that, <laughs> you got to keep that in mind. But I, I thought like it was crazy because, you know, you're fighting off, like everybody's at stake, you know? And if somebody gets pushed off, they're dead. There, there's no coming back from that. Unless yeah. you're, unless you're Samuel Jackson. No, no catching uh, yourself. Yeah. So it's just like a lot of stakes. And I think my favorite piece of that fight was when he ran across another person as a bridge and like he pushed the guy down, he caught himself and then he ran across him and then pushed him down. He died. I was like, damn, he's dead. There's no coming back. <laughs> yeah. Like, and Kevin, what, what was one of your favorite, like, like knockoffs of that, of that, uh, fight? Well, I, I was just thinking as you're describing it, that I, I need to make a cut of that when there's a digital version available with, just Wilhelm screams cut in on every like other oh second. Like, every time one falls, ah, ah. <laughs> just... There was a Wilhelm scream in this movie. Uh, I, I will give you guys that though. I usually, I never miss those, but uh, the volume in our theater was down about 20% and it kind of irritated me. At least it wasn't like doubly loud, which I've had before, which is also irritating. But uh, so there, I missed a few things like that probably. Yeah, like yeah, uh, I, I must have missed it too. I was watching I, one I of the, I think it was a new rock stars or a screen crush uh, breakdown. You know how they do those. 
in the, I think it was Screen Crush who caught. He said there was actually a Wilhelm scream, and you know he 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 catches everything. I don't know how he does it, but he does. Yeah, right, Harry. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I would love to get him on this show sometime. But um, so we talked about our favorite fight scenes. Was there any least favorite fight scenes that we had? That like, if you had to pick one that you didn't really like, what which one would you pick, Ringo? I'll let you go first. You know, I don't really think I had a least favorite fight scene. I, I like, unlike Kevin, like everything in this movie had a reason why it was there. Like, uh, there wasn't really any fight scenes that was just throwaways. I mean, I would have liked for the Abomination and Wong fight to have been longer, but. I kind of seen why they uh, shortened it a little bit because, you know, it's not about them, but at the same time too, it kind of felt like they, there were more fighting, but more training. Cause like, like they talked about that afterwards. It wasn't a fight between those two. It was just training and abomination took it a little too far. So Wong's like, all right, you got to take a, a nap time right now. Right. Let, let's talk about that for a little bit. Let's talk about Wong and abomination. What, how, what do you guys think that's going to be for the uh, future of the MCU? Just, just real quick. What do you, what, what do you think that's going to be the future for the MCU? Uh, who do you want to go for? Get, oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, go I re- like, like the training and stuff, and like it showed him going back to what looked like the raft. I kind of was wondering, are they setting him up for the Dark Avengers or even the Thunderbolts? Like, is Wong out here training that the person that's going to fight Doctor Strange? Yes. Like, like that's what got me. And then like, I want to see how they met. I want to know the friendship because I want a series between those two because they look like they were really close to each other, especially after the fight where he's like, it's okay, big guy, you know, here, take a sandwich. Right. Yeah. I, I thought that was great. Kevin, what, what did you think that was going to set up for? I mean, he's like a, a big puppy dog now, right? Like, yeah, kind of Emil Blonsky. I don't know what they did to him. Maybe they let Shuri work on him a bit or something, you know, another broken uh, mutated white boy for her to fix. Like yeah. the way he, he had so much rage before he ever had the super soldier stuff in him. And oh, then yeah. he got that abomination cocktail. And, uh, but yet in this fight, he just, I don't know. It's like, they obviously were, it, it was, it seemed partly staged, right? Like, or yeah. I, I don't know what the end game is, but definitely training him for the Thunderbolts like that. He, I think abomination was specifically put in, not only to show the stakes of that fighting arena, like this is big, bad stuff going on here. But also like, oh, yeah, he exists so that when he does show up again, we'll be like, oh, yeah, see, we knew he existed still. Right. Okay. I just wanted to get your guys' input because I think that they're, I think they're, Marvel's going to be doing that thing where they mix two things together. So it's going to be the Thunderbolts, but it's also going to be Dark Avengers at the same time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's, that's my theory that, because you know how much Marvel just loves to do that. And it's totally cool with me, you know? And uh, we were talking about Tom Hanks with his waves being Norman Osborn. Ringo, what what were your thoughts on that, man? <laughs> I, I honestly don't really know. I mean, it would be nice, but think about I, it, man. When I, I we, mean, yeah, if you think about it with the waves and stuff, if they're going to do an old school when, Norman Osborn, that'd be the way you, to go. If you demask the Green Goblin, that is a wave check. Yeah, yeah, you got to check for them waves. <laughs> you got to check them waves. That that's what it is. It's like, oh, you're the Green. Yeah, so now. That means Tom Hanks wears a do rag, but uh, <laughs> we'll keep that. I I, I I said that on the Nerd Academy, but my mic was all messed up, so I had to say it again. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So Kevin, what was one of your least favorite fights? If you had to pick one fight that you just didn't that didn't really hit the same way as the other ones, uh, no pun intended. What what did you uh, what what did you what would you pick? Um, I think it would be the fight between uh, father and son, but it was verbal, like the way they're arguing with each other. Uh, okay. That, that's one of those things, but it kind of had to happen. 
Uh, in terms of actual physical fight, uh, brother sister fight was good, but if I had to pick one, maybe it's that one in the arena where she just starts knocking the piss out of him and he he doesn't even know why he's there he thinks he's there to rescue her yeah and she's like i don't need to be rescued you do you're right just beats him uh senseless but then again it's cool to see that she is a badass and that her brother isn't invincible like we were saying earlier right so i guess no i don't have a favorite not favorite fight like i don't have a least favorite yeah, I, I just wanted to ask these questions because I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was just like, is there really a bad fight in this movie? Like, because I, I was trying to pick it out. Like, if I had to pick one, I think, like, the um, the final fight, maybe. But, uh, like, it, it was cool to see, but it, was, it wasn't it was as cool as, like, watching the one-on-one fights, you know? Like, right. it was, like, a huge battle, you know? Like, it was, like, it was something I've seen before. But that was really, like, the one fight, like, it, I was just, it didn't, you know, it didn't sit right. But uh, let's yeah, talk it's not about- like Iron Fist where, oh, we could do this all day and talk about which fights we didn't necessarily love. Right. On that right. show. Yeah. Uh, some uh, fights, and they got better as they went, I thought. But uh, yeah. All right. So let's let's uh, now let's take a deep dive into our characters. Let's talk about our main guy, Sean or Shang-Chi, whichever you guys want to call him. I'm going to call him Shang-Chi because Sean's his fake name. We don't like fake names here. So uh, l- let's talk about Shang-Chi. What did you guys think of Simu Liu? his character arc and everything. Kevin, you go first, man. I thought that the character was a lot more layered than I expected. I just, you know, I figured it's going to be this uh, warlord's kid that just shows up and he's a strong fighter. And, you know, we knew from the trailers that we were going to get some flashbacks uh, to when he was a kid, but like the motivation with his father, like that whole thing, um, when Wu, like I, I, just did not expect the layers of that character to be there. So I think his layers added to Shang-Chi's layers. And then we have this, uh, you know, this protagonist and antagonist that, that are multi-layered and kind of going at each other, but it's not just one-on-one either. Like it's him versus both kids. And although I would have liked to have seen, I know we're talking about Shang-Chi, but I would like to see the sister more. Uh, And I hope it looks like we will, I don't know, Disney plus series or something. There's been a lot of rumors. So, um, but yeah, I just, I, I thought the fact that his character, like he, he did the whole hero's journey thing where he didn't want to go, you know, he, he tried to refuse the call to adventure, but then he felt like he had to, and, you know, uh, all the way to the return uh, trip home, right. In, in that whole you know, hero's journey. Uh, then just like the whole thing at the end too, like he didn't lose his sense of humor when he's like, or we could, you know, at the, in the end credit scene. <laughs> right. Yeah, we could go home and rest, or and then Wong. Ah, so good. Yes, yeah, I I loved Shang Chi throughout this whole movie. You know, Simu Liu has like a charismatic way to him, to where, you know, like. Yeah, they have but, swagger for sure. Yeah, swagger. That's the word. Thank you. Yeah, oh my yeah, gosh, that's I was one try- way to put swagger. Swagger. He has a swagger to him that I that's just approachable for everybody. Something I'm very familiar with. Oh really? You have the way with like that. <laughs> Uh, 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 not for okay. at least 22 years but. <laughs> I, I can honestly say i don't have the swagger i i don't not yet not yet i'm getting it it's it's there i i'm almost with the swagger what about you Ringo? do you have the swagger i i think i do i mean i i got a fiance <laughs> she says i do but all right i, I really don't see it <laughs> yeah okay bet all right so we're, we're all we're all swag men here so but uh <laughs> 
Yeah, Simi Liu, he has a swagger to him, and it's just, he does a, a great job portraying the character throughout this entire movie. What about you, Ringo? What, what did you think about Simi Liu's and Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi, sorry. Uh, oh, you're fine. Uh, Kevin, don't, thought... don't, don't, no, don't look at me like that. No, <laughs> cancel, cancel, cancel. Oh, uh, no! <laughs> we're I, sorry, I... everybody that speaks Mandarin, we're sorry, so sorry for butchering the name. What I really thought about him, I, it was it was an amazing casting choice, like, Yes. They 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 went perfect with that. It, like you said, he's got the, he's charismatic. He he's the way he carries on the role, even though it's acting. You can tell like he's he really does put that pain and suffering. Like, do I choose to do what my father says, or should I just be who I want to be? Right. And like the way he can switch from being funny to serious, like just real quick like that. Uh, that's one thing I really enjoyed about him playing that role. And like you know. Uh, like that final battle, you saw that and you're like, okay, well, this couldn't be the funny guy that we saw a few minutes, like at the beginning of the movie. But yeah. then like, you know, like Kevin said, you get to the end credit scene and he's just like, or maybe, and then they go out and sing karaoke again. Like he knows yes. how to turn it on and off just like that. Yeah. And that's something that all, like a lot of Marvel characters have that they can do on and off. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed that about Shang-Chi throughout this entire movie. He, uh, Simu Liu is a gift that we all got and thank have you guys seen the way he's been promoting lately about like uh with his uh stock photos that he used to do back in the yeah. day yeah. oh my <laughs> gosh i i am laughing like the fact that that man he literally he is living proof that you can start anywhere and still become successful same with chris chris pratt chris pratt used to live in a in a van before yeah. he got his role on Down by the river yeah, yeah. It, it, Chris Farley reference. Thank you. But I, I love the fact that, you know, you can go from nothing to something. And now people are like, oh, my gosh, this guy was a stock photo model. And now he's a superhero. That's super With a cool. degree in accounting of all things. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't his, know that. Yeah. yeah his parents, his yeah. parents wanted him to be an accountant. <laughs> and he's so glad to be a movie star. Right. And I, I'm sure his parents are just as proud as proud of him. You know, you know uh, I could see Shang-Chi and like Star-Lord and yes. Thor like go kicking it after hours. Like, yes, hey, you know, we, we just saved the universe. Let's go for another pint. Another. another. <laughs> and then trying to get. Thor oh, my gosh. I want to like, see I've a scene. See this. I want to see a scene of Shang-Chi trying to teach Star-Lord how to say his name. That's what I want to see now. Oh, that would be hilarious. Shang Shang like like same yes, thing with please. what yes. with Star Lord and like I want to yes. see that now. I identify with Star Lord in too many ways already, so that would be <laughs> even better. So uh like, hey, hey, watch them throw that in the Disney Plus. Like, like watch them make a short about that. It's like, who, who do you are? Who do you think you are? J. Kevin Parker? No, no, Shang Chi. <laughs> I can just imagine just. I would love it for Disney to roast me. Not many other people I would say that about, but roast me, Disney. It, oh, oh my I'll use gosh. that when I'm famous as a movie star. And and, and then, like, watch Star-Lord go, Shung, like young, right? No, no, Shang-Chi. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm done now. <laughs> uh, I'm not, apparently. So, uh, I mean, I'm done, but I'm. they're not done. There we it's go. okay. <laughs> we love you, Kevin, here. We're, here at Comic hey. Comedians is a safe space for you. So... Let's talk about his sister. What was it? Xiling? Xiling? So, let's talk about Xiling. Ringo, I'm going to let you talk uh, first. What did you think of Shang-Chi's sister, Xiling? She was a very powerful female character, and that's one thing I loved. I mean, yes. like, 
especially because, you know, Shung left her and she could have been the damsel in distress that he came back to rescue. But no, she took life by the balls and <laughs> built her own empire. And that's, I was like, Great, uh, that is amazing. Twice. Like when, she built it twice. Yeah, yeah, twice. Like when she came out in that fight, I figured, oh, well, that's why she sent the letter. She was kidnapped and she's forced to fight in this uh, fighting ring. But no, she's the owner of that. And then like when her father came, she's like, all right, I'm out. She's like, Shang, I'm leaving you because you left me. And, you know, she also still has a heart because she came back for him a little later. And I love that training sequence, how it showed Shang training, but then like she's in the shadows training as well, trying to become almost as powerful as her brother. And uh, that end credit scene at the very end where she was rebuilding the 10 rings, I was like, you get it, girl. You, I don't care if you're evil or exact, not. In the same exact position as her dad. Yeah. That yeah. was the craziest part. No, I agree. I actually asked my sister. Every time we see a strong female character in a movie, I go to my sister. I was like, what was she compared to Wonder Woman? Because my sister will stand by this when she says this. She goes, when I walked out of Wonder Woman, I felt like I could take over the world, is what she said. And so when I, I ask her, I go, and she goes, she was a great character. Very well done. Like, like she was a character. She said, "I can't wait to see more of her." Is what is how she put it. So, Kevin, what what did you think of Jailing? Well, to add on to what Ringo was saying, uh, when she explained that she was not allowed to train like Shang Chi was, that she watched him and the other boys training, and she taught herself to do it better than them. And I was like, "Yes, I'm sorry that it had to happen that way for her, but the fact that she just..." She owned it. She didn't care. It's the same kind of spirit I'm trying to help instill in my daughters. Like, don't let any boy put you down or act like you can't do something. Uh, do it better than them. And, you know, they'll they'll cry and go home, but you, you'll <laughs> get the rule in their place, right? Like, right. So I, I just thought she was so great. I would like more dialogue with her. Like, yeah. I would like more interaction with her. And uh, both, I, I think, you know, Shung and uh, Katie, yeah, like, I just that little bit of interaction that we got between the three of them, I thought was great. Yes, and that's a great transition to uh, talking about Katie. You know, you Jialing. Know, I wish they, I wish they didn't focus on Katie more. I wish they could have focused on Jialing. Uh, but most likely, since the Ten Rings are still alive and they're still going to be happening, we're going to see more of her. So, but let's talk about. But I, I feel like they focused on Katie a little bit. But here's the reason why I think they did that. I think they did that because. If Katie wasn't there, we would all be, like, lost. Here's the thing. Shang-Chi and Shailing and the Mandarin, they already know all this magic stuff. What? But Katie knows nothing, and neither do we. So she was the one asking the questions for us for the movie. Because, like, imagine, like, Shang-Chi coming back home to see his dad, and then... They, then they just explain something that's been in their family for generations like they didn't already know about that. Like, that'd be weird. However, Katie was there to ask the question. She's like, why is there a chicken pig here? Like, like what is that, you know? And, uh, you know, and Aquafina does a great job of just being like, just like her comedic timing is great. Like, I, I know there's a lot of hate around Aquafina, but I thought she did an amazing role throughout this movie. And, uh, you know, I feel like she's getting a little too much hate, but... You know, I'm glad that people went out to go see this movie and didn't boycott it like they said they were because of uh, because of something she did. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't follow her. Um, apparently, she like faked uh, a, a African American or not Af a black accent to in her early years after she started rapping or something like that. I'm not for sure. Do not quote me on this, people. But uh, apparently, people were just mad at her for that. 
and they were talking about boycotting this movie, and I'm glad that they didn't because, you know, this is a big W or a big win for the Asian community as a whole. But, um, uh, Kevin, what, what did you think of Katie? Like, how did you feel about her? I get that other people maybe not feel the same way as I do, but my personal opinion, I thought Katie was a perfect addition to this movie for a yes. lot of reasons. One is for the reason you said she was a stand-in for the audience so that she could ask the questions that we were all asking, but do it in a funny way so there was <laughs> levity in this movie. And the way she, you know, just was like, uh, you know, she freaked out and asked these crazy questions in a funny way, but those were all the ones we were thinking of, right? Yeah. Um, she also serves a function for, you know, there's, you know, over a billion people that live in China that are Chinese, but there are hundreds, a hundred million or something. I forget exactly the number, maybe a couple hundred million uh, that live outside of China. They're called the overseas Chinese. Yeah. Uh, it may even be bigger than that. I, I haven't looked at the number recently, but it's millions and millions and millions of people. And as much Chinese culture as they've been able to keep and carry and go to new places like, you know, San Francisco or even yeah. Malaysia, where my wife is from, uh, Singapore, Canada, other places, there's still a difference, a, a bit of a difference from the mainland. So especially when they've been uh, more acclimated to their host, host culture, maybe don't learn the language as much. That's why I think it's so important to teach as much of your uh you know ancestral culture as you can for my kids sake the reason they all have chinese middle names and you know study some of the culture yes. stuff katie really stands in for one of those like people that some might not feel like are authentically chinese because she doesn't know the language as well uh she doesn't know all the legends and, and all these things but she was able to still like matter in this movie like right I, I, just from my own uh in-laws you know my family's sake my sister-in-law and my wife just the way they've had to fit in a lot of our friends when you're like, and then kids that are like what they call the third culture kids yeah, who uh, weren't even born over there, but they, or, or they're like Simi Liu who was born in China and then very, you know, at a young very age little, immigrated over to Canada. Um, you know, are, are they Chinese? Well, yes, they absolutely yeah. are. Uh, so I just, to see that dynamic between uh, that character and the native Chinese people, uh, and how they all matter and but still yeah. how the family carries on some of the traditions and like you know uh honoring the ancestors which tied right into the mother and that whole uh so th there's so many threads that were uh woven throughout this movie that were so right good. yeah and you make a good point of aquafina's character not like there was points where she didn't understand chinese she's like oh my chinese isn't that good or something like that and i thought that was like a, a pretty good like representation that just because you're Chinese doesn't mean that you know Chinese, you know? And for the thought, record, way better than I'll ever know it. That character, right, right? like right. Mandarin, like I Mandarin is so difficult for me to even hear and, and try to understand. So yeah. I have great respect for those who speak it and know it and speak it well. Oh, okay. What were we talking about? Katie, what what yeah. go? <laughs> how'd you feel about her? I, I loved her character. I, she brought the humor, she brought the love. Right. Like, she was the perfect friend for him when he first came to America, especially because, you know, like he's explained it. She was the first person to stand up for him when like he was being bullied pretty much essentially when he first came to America. And one thing I really want to see from her character is I would love to see her character meet Lewis, meet Jimmy Woo, meet oh Darcy. Oh, that would be the perfect her Disney plus Lewis. show right there. No doubt. No her, doubt. That, no doubt. That is the, the, I want to see her and Lewis like interact now. 
and her telling the story to Lewis, and then Lewis telling the story to like Scott. Yeah. You know, okay, so here's how it went down. They came up with a big old dragon, man. (laughs) Beginning, middle, end. Go. Oh my gosh, it would have been it would have been crazy. Uh, you know, now like it's so cool that they kind of made Katie an Avenger at the at the end of the movie, not just yeah. Shang Chi. You know, and now there's two archers named Kate. That's pretty dope. Let's see. Oh yeah, yeah. Kate Bishop's coming. Haley Steinfeld is going to be Kate Bishop in the upcoming Hawkeye series. So now there's two archers named Kate. That was the Katie's only- a Mary Sue. I'm sorry. she did get a lucky shot and she knew it but the fact that they did take the time to actually try to change her and there or train her and there was magic involved so let's not forget there was magic involved yeah Um, but uh yeah i love i loved aquafina throughout this entire movie and then the hotel california like she and i loved how she tried that bit on the on the on the 10 rings ninjas yeah oh my god and it actually worked for like a split second it was like it gets idiots not to think of just proving that they're all like brainless mindless idiots that just follow what one guy says it's cool you know? too because they were valets for a hotel in california right like there's so many at a hotel california yeah. each of those songs like a whole new world and then they went to a whole new world like they picked those songs very carefully yeah, and they mentioned, we mentioned last night, like, why didn't they make a man out of you? Was one of those, like, so I was like, you know what, now that I think about it, I don't think that would have went down as a funny joke to some people. Like, they would have felt like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. A little it. too close. To you no, know, it was like that time when uh, when Sam's, when uh, when Falcon, or Captain America's uh, nephews came up to him and called him Uncle Sam. You know, like, it was funny, like, obviously it's his nephews that are going to call him Uncle Sam, but... We all know what they were pointing at there. You know? I loved that because I loved it. I thought that's, actually, I thought that's it was a whole weird. other thing. But like them seeing things through different eyes, like each generation seeing things differently, and and Sam trying to stand up wearing mm-hmm. the stars and stripes to make it better for them. I loved personally, and I want yeah. to see an America be better and better for that generation. And we that, will. That just gives me Captain chills America thinking 4. about it. It's coming, man. I'm gonna say that I, I'm waiting for all those comments about oh not my Captain America. Oh uh, yeah, straight up. He's your Captain yeah. America. Or, uh, don't worry, or, that's how know. it went down in the comic books. That I, I, I mean, Ringo, you probably remember when they made Falcon a Cap. Yep, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, you remember that? It was right after uh, Winter Soldier came out, wasn't it? Yep, yeah. It was so like Sam was right already... after that, and yeah. I, so many people got mad over that. I'm like, why? And beautiful. the best, the best part was that Marvel embraced it by making a hashtag not my cap. Yeah, like, within the comic books for stupid people like that, like this ain't my cap. Like I was like, all right, okay. Well, the thing is, like right after that show aired the season finale for uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, uh, I made a video on it explaining more about uh, Sam's cap and everything. Yeah. And I got flagged and I was banned from posting for 48 hours because really? of that. Yeah. And no, TikTok was... said it was hate speech. And I tried so hard to get a hold of somebody. I never have. The video is still not able to be put up, but it's, uh. it's a love video. Like it's, it's sharing love for that version of you captain america by trolls that happens yeah. to me on the road no, what, I, I actually yeah, made i've a seen video it a on few that. times my, my video is still up and uh theories by terrell he uh he commented on it, it, it you guys know theories by t right you guys mm-hmm. you guys know terrell. of course uh terrell's awesome he, yeah oh he's such a great guy but uh he commented on this video he's like you really keep your receipts don't you somebody commented uh, when we were talking i was talking about the uh, idea of race in captain america and the winter, uh, winter soldier i was talking about how they 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 really touched on race a lot and and one guy was just like it's one thing but it wasn't in the comic book so why why did they have to do it? i was like 
You're telling me Sam Wilson wasn't, like, treated differently because of the color of his skin in the comic books? What about the time that he was arrested and the trapster was let go? Because, uh, you know what I'm talking about, Ringo? Yeah. 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 And I, I pulled that whole book. I was just like, and I went down. I was like, let's talk about Civil War Two number one. Or uh, Civil War Two number 14. The one where he got beat up by cops and then the entire government made it look like he beat up the cops. Or the time there's the senators at the beginning of that comic book, like at the, I uh, can't remember which issue it was, but like they sent the U.S. agent to attack yes. Sam Wilson yes. because that was the book right after not my Captain America. And like you could yes. tell it was all for racism because they didn't want Sam to be Captain America. Yeah, they wanted a blonde hair, blue eyed guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's just it's crazy to think about. I totally forgot what we were talking about. I have my outline here. I, well, there's no politics in comics. Thank you. you. Know, yeah, let's yeah. ignore that first issue of Captain America. Let's not even look at the one with all the punching of Hitler. The yeah. Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. The Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't worry. I do like to post clips on TikTok. So, but don't worry. I'm getting, there's some good stuff in here already that I'm already thinking about. But uh, let's talk about my our next character. Well, okay. Here, let me start off by saying one thing about Katie. Katie was a great comic relief throughout this entire movie, right? I think we can all collectively agree that Katie was hilarious. I think the best thing she said was, "I'll explain on." Well, you'll explain to me on the plane. He's like, "You're not coming." You'll explain to me on the plane. Shut the door. My sister laughed so hard. She was just like, "Get it, girl." Like, (laughs) but um, I think there is one more character that definitely upstaged Katie in the comedy department, and that was Trevor. Trevor Slattery. Let's talk about Trevor. Oh my gosh. The Mandarin of Iron Man 3 that everybody was, some people were very upset. Wasn't, was like a kind of a cop out in Iron Man 3, but he definitely got a great redemption arc in this movie. Uh, Ringo, you can go first. What did you think of Trevor? Well, first of all, I'll go on note saying I love the twist in Iron Man 3 with the Mandarin. Like I love that part. It's hilarious because once I knew it, we were getting the the leader of the Ten Rings in this movie, I was like, they better have him in this movie because that yes. would be the perfect playoff, especially because All Hell the King, the, the one shot that they made, I was like, they got to play that off, and they did. And it was beautiful because, like, you know, he's the one that broke him out of jail. He brought him there just to live in the dungeon for life, to die, essentially. Chester, yeah. yeah. And uh, I just... It, it was funny because he made uh, friends with that creature. I, I, I don't know what the name of that it, creature is. It's a, and I hate calling it a chicken pig, but that's the only thing I can call it uh, right now. But I know it's a real the name was Morris. 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 Yeah. Morris. It's yeah. Chicken that's, pig. that's the official name. for. But it. I don't know the species name. Yeah. But there is actually like in Chinese mythology, there is a, a creature like that. And I don't know the name of it. I'm so sorry to everybody who's listening, but there is a, a well, it's a chicken pig is is basically how Aquafina put it. And I, I, I laughed so hard when I saw that. But, you know, when we first saw it, I thought it was so funny. Like, I was cackling, like, in the theater. My sister had to tell me to calm down. Like, when he came out, he's like, you can see that? Like, because he was in there by himself. Like, imagine you're a, dr- you're a sober dude who was so drugged out, you know, and now you're starting to see uh, a turkey with wings. You know, and uh, it's like, well, turkeys have wings. I'm an idiot. But, uh, you know, like uh, just a weird creature like that. Of course, you're going to think you're crazy. You're going to think that you're, you know, and then when you have two people who come in, he's been sitting in there, what, 10 years? 10 years? It depends if he got snapped. That's the question. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the big thing. um, You know, and I don't think he was because he said that he was performing for uh, the Mandarin this whole time. And he never talked about being blipped. 
and he and obviously he was off the grid, but at the same time when he blipped, he just came immediately back like nothing happened. So we don't know. I, I got to look into that. Was Trevor blipped? You know, he was in there this whole time thinking that this was a made-up creature in his mind that he could talk to. And then it was confirmed that it was real. How do you, how scared do you think he could have been at that moment? You know, would have been like, Oh my God, like this thing's real. Like it's got no head, but it talks to me in my, in my mind. Right. right. <laughs> like yeah. that's one of the big things that I thought that he was freaking out about. Like I can hear this thing and no one else can, but it exists. So that's half of, I'm not half crazy. Right. Right. So you know, the yeah. name of the creature is a, and I, I'm sure I'm going to butcher the, the, pronunciation but it's a dijang d-i-j-i-n-g dijang i would ask a mandarin speaker how to say it is your wife home like we can ask her <laughs> i don't think she might even know the name of this thing okay uh, so. well uh yeah it, it was called it's called a, Dij- a dijang okay that's good to know so yeah I, I i just thought that whole scene in general was just hilarious uh kevin what what did you think of uh trevor coming back handsome lad handsome lad yeah uh trevor was uh so important for this film i thought i my imagining and i predicted this and i'm glad i didn't go all in on like a big theory video because i would have had to say well that was a total miss but i expected that at the beginning of this film they would have the mandarin kill off trevor the way that uh the uh, the grandmaster did to his cousin carlo with the melt stick, I pardon you from life, you know, and Jeff Goldblum presses a little stick and, you know, oh, you know, the, the melting and all that. So that's what I figured to show how bad that leader was. I'm so glad that I was wrong because I love the way they used him in this film. I think originally that was the plan that they were going to bring him there and the Mandarin was going to like take a katana and put it through his chest or whatever or something, or maybe just punch him like with the rings, whatever. Right. You and I, I think that would have worked. And but Trevor it would have been is so kind of cliche, right? Yeah, like and Trevor like, is so like uh what what's the word? Uh he has a he also has a swagger to him that uh to where he talked his way out of it, which like was a drunken swagger, but yeah. Yes, absolutely. he has that swagger to him. You know, I wanna see uh I wanna what who's the actor who played him? Uh who, ben who Kingsley. Played? Ben Kingsley. I wanna see him and uh Jack uh Jack Sparrow um uh, like meet up in an alternate universe, you know, just That's to see interesting. It. That would be an interesting conversation. That would be fun. You know, like because him and Jack Sparrow kind of have like that same, like him and uh, uh, Mando, not Mando, Mando, uh, Mondo uh, from uh, Star Wars. You know, Ezra, my boy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Hondo. Hondo. Yeah. Hondo. Him, Hondo and, and Trevor Slattery all meeting together that would be just a fun like little thing to get i that's a fan art i want to see now <laughs> but uh, i loved when he uh of them dead. around the like, poker oh, table dead and it's like oh no no i'm just playing and morris was like okay and, yeah and then he just plopped and he's like he's like if you want to stay alive you play dead too but, yeah no trevor brilliant, actually that's like the smartest thing he's done in the two films he's been in yeah, and the short film as well. Like, I mean, he, he was an idiot in the short film, grabbing a gun next to him. Like, he was right. an idiot. <laughs> so we, we talked about Trevor. We talked about uh, we, we talked about most of the cast. Let's talk about some of our villains now. Let's talk about the Mandarin. Let's talk about Razor Fist. Let, let's talk about them. The Mandarin. He is now back. This is his first full 
actual appearance. He's been around since the first Iron Man movie. It's crazy. It's been almost 10 years, a little over 10 years. And now he's in the MCU, but he's been talked about this whole time, hiding under the covers. How do you guys feel now that he's here? Kevin, go ahead. Well, uh, a lot of people may not realize because they got frustrated about the twist of the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Like, oh, they totally screwed up the Mandarin. According to the people who made that movie and the one shot, All Hail the King, they were already planning on that one shot while they were making Iron Man 3. Like it came to them on the set and they decided, yeah. hey, we, we've got to make this one shot. So I, it seems to me that the plan was always to have the real Mandarin eventually, but they weren't ready to introduce him in Iron Man 3. And I'm glad yeah. they waited because yeah. I think it was way more appropriate to introduce this character in this film with this cultural context as opposed to another Iron Man movie. And, and like Ringo, I loved the twist. I thought it was hilarious when he's like, uh, you what know. I'm just an actor, love. You know, he puts the hands up. He's like, ole, ole, ole. When he sees the soccer ball. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Goal, you know, so so funny to that whole character. Uh, but the Mandarin, we're talking about the Mandarin now. So I, I loved how they made fun of the orange chicken dish. Yes, right? I, like, I thought that was hilarious. They named, you know, me after an orange or whatever, but tried to take on my persona. And, you know, if you don't mind, I'll cut you off for a second. Go ahead. But, uh, there is there is a way. I think it's kind of Marvel making fun of themselves because they, when it comes to Shang-Chi, there are so many characters that have, like, very stereotypical names. And it, Marvel is not the only one that are bad about it. I mean, there's a character named Egg Fu in, uh, in DC yeah. who is a, uh, a kamikaze pilot. Or something like that, but he can do it multiple times. Or something like that. I, I don't know much about it. It's early, early comic books back when you know the bunch of old white men up in the in the studio, you know, doing their thing. But uh, he's original father character in the comics, right? Yeah, the, it, the whole old Fu Manchu. Fu Manchu. Fu Manchu. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. Glad they retconned that in the comics, but also they kind of retconned it in the movie by they saying they called me by many names, and not yeah, all exactly. of them I liked. <laughs> right. You know, like that's what the Mandarin said. He said. They called me so many names, and not all of them I liked. So Fu Manchu, he probably was called Fu Manchu at one point, which makes me laugh. And I'm just like, oh. I mean, in a different uh, universe, I could see, like, Tony Stark calling him that, but I, I'm glad that that's not going to happen. Oh, imagine the backlash. That would, that would be terrible backlash. Uh, but, like, they do, like, character names for other things. I think it's good to avoid that caricature. Yeah. So. So, uh, but yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. But yeah, go ahead and, and finish. I just wanted to put that in there. Yeah, yeah. No, I think they did a, a marvelous job, no pun intended, uh, to yeah. really take away a lot of the racial stereotype things and handle this movie. Like all of my Asian friends and family who've watched this movie have just gushed about how truly Asian they felt like it was. Like it was made by Asians for Asians. Uh, this was not a you know, hey, let's cast a bunch of Asian people, but we're going to write the story behind the scenes by a bunch of old, you know, 40 white something dudes. white guys like me, uh, it, that it was handled so well. And so I think the Mandarin was handled well. I, I loved that he wasn't just a bad guy. Like, yes, he was a terrible guy. Let's not be. Yeah, know, for thousands of that. years, he killed millions, if if not th thousands. He of had millions. like this dip in his, you know, evil to like, hey, I, you know what? Dad. I want to throw all that away and have a family. And he became for a time not a total a-hole and yet all of that stuff you know caught up with him eventually 
when he lost his mind and he turned back, of course he started abusing his son and all those things right after his wife died and, right. you know, having him uh, beaten into a weapon quite literally uh, that, but, but it still, it made him more interesting than just, I want to rule the world. Like we've had plenty of that. Yes. Yeah. And, and Marvel's doing such a great job of writing their villains as villains, you know, and, you know, I mean, look at Thanos, look at uh, Black Panther, uh, what is it? Killmonger. Killmonger, okay. yeah. Yeah, Killmonger. The, I mean, even in Black Widow, I mean, Taskmaster was kind of sympathetic, you know? Yeah, I, I love that character. Personally. As much, yeah, I mean, uh, me personally, like you, I, you know, I know Taskmaster. I've read a lot of his stuff, so when I when I found out that he was brainwashed, but I can't wait to see more of... Right, right, exactly. That's the thing people got to wait on. There's still... While, while you're, we're talking about that, so... Yes, we didn't see as much of uh, Xia Ling as we would like to see, however yes. you say her name. Yeah. But we are certain that we're going to see more of her. And like a lot of people were upset in Endgame that we didn't see like a proper send off for Nat because we knew chronologically that would be the last time we saw Nat. Yep. But the makers of the movie, and I was we're already thinking this as yeah. I watched it, we knew we were getting a film with her. So that wasn't her film time to have a film send off. Yes. Right? Like they wanted to focus on the things that were most important to that story. It was already a two and a half hour movie or three hours. I don't remember. Uh, it was long. And so there were some things that we thought we didn't get enough of, but we, with patience, we'll see it later. And I, that's why I love the Black Widow movie so much. I felt like they tied a bunch of loose ends together and actually made a story. But yeah. Same thing here. Like so many movies tied directly to this one from the MCU. And yet it can stand alone as well. Like as just yeah. a kick-ass yeah, that's what movie. I loved it. That's what I yeah. love the most. I love that the fact that the villains are, are, are very relatable. Like I actually kind of felt bad for him at the same, but at the same time, I was just like, he's still a bad dude. Like he killed a bunch of people, you know, but you know, like he did try. And when he did try, his past didn't die though. Although his version, he put away the rings, just everything you did thousands of years before that's following you, and it's going to bite you in the butt. Uh, you didn't make amends. Uh, you, you, I mean, yep. I guarantee you if he went to those people, uh, I, well, I, I just, I'd be like, you just say sorry. Like, no, that's not going to work. But obviously, pay back your debt in some way. Uh, it probably would have kept his wife from dying. But uh, Ringo, what, 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 how, how do you feel about that? I, I, I absolutely love the Mandarin in this movie. I mean, I wasn't when I saw that the, they were not actual rings, I was like, at first I was like, uh, and then like when I saw them more and more in the previews, they grew on me. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's pretty cool. I like what they're doing with this. And especially like first five minutes of the movie, you just see him come through there and just see how powerful he is already. And it's like a long time ago, the battles that he was doing. And I was like, yeah. okay, I love this character. And then like the way they made you feel sympathy for him, like at the same time too, knowing he did all those evil things in the past, you're like, well, now I feel bad for him. But then, like, you know, also you're like, well, but he beat his son and, like, pushed his family away. And I was like, it's one of those things where you're like, I feel bad, but I love him, but I hate him, but I love him. Right. And, uh, like, I never thought that they would have a movie where the Mandarin would put away his rings and also play Dance Dance Revolution at the same time. Yes. <laughs> and have yes. that family moment of them cuddling on the sofa. Like, at that moment, I was like, okay, I could forgive you for everything you've done. Because, <laughs> like, like, what the big thing is, too, about it is, you know, his past did catch up with him. But right. he's also a man. And people that people would have that reaction if they came home and their loved one was gone. They would go out for revenge at the same time. Because 
that's the only thing that brought him back from all that hatred that he was doing 10,000 years before he met his wife was, was her. And like, she was his rock. But then like, once she was gone, so it was he, like his purpose of life of being good and everything was just out the window at that point. Yeah. And on top of that, he was, he was being tricked. Mm-hmm. He truly thought his wife was talking to him. And he thought if I bring her back, because I guarantee you if, if she was really talking to him and he did bring her back, do you think he would have put down his life a crime after that? Probably. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? I, I, I mean, I, like he, if his wife would, actually came back, like if it really was his wife talking to him. and he I think it would have died down a little bit, but I think this time he, he still, went too far into it. And he had, uh, okay. he had all those people there with him and he had so many more new enemies. I feel like he would put, put it down a little bit, that makes but sense. then also keep it because he needed that protection because it happened yeah. the first time it's going to happen again. He would go Anakin and just yep. like it'd be all rage and protection uh, to, right. to protect, but also end her at the same time. Mm-hmm. I thought okay. that whole motivation of it being the wife that he was trying to rescue at the end, not just rule the world again because evil, uh, was also very interesting because she was his motivation for over half the movie, uh, mm-hmm. for good for the middle, you know, middle act, and then at the end it was like it's what caused him to lose his mind, but it wasn't really her. He thought it was her, the illusion right. of her still. Yeah. It wasn't so, world domination at that point, though. So when he did finally, and uh, what was it? I think it was uh, Jared who said it last night. He was just like, the Mandarin definitely had an oh shit, what did I just do moment. Mm-hmm. Like, like oh, oh, in that oops. final battle? Yeah. Yeah, he was, <laughs> oh, oh God, I screwed up. Like, when he just had that one, oopsie. I mean, it's not a redemption moment, but he had the wisdom to give his son one gift, you know, which was just to let him willingly take the rings. And uh, earlier, Kevin, you were talking about the uh, interconnection of the MCU, of how this movie can be by itself. And I agree, that's another thing that I I love that this movie could do. A a thing that Marvel movies have been doing a lot lately is, oh, we need to prove that they're all the same. The way they used to do it was they just show the Avengers Tower just to show... You know, because they did that in Doctor Strange. Oh, there's the Avengers Tower. That's how you know this is part of the MCU. You know, and now it's just like we need like so many characters to come in, and you know, we need Wong, we need uh, we need Spider Man, we need all this to to prove that if there's not is... twenty connections. It's not canon. Thank God. Yes. Yeah. You know, like the but in this movie, the, they I think there's only like three or four occasions where they actually there was that point where that lady said, "Do we live in a world where anybody could be snapped away?" There and then there was the obviously Wong and Captain Marvel and Bruce Banner, so that's two right there. And and then on top of that, there was like um, Trevor Slattery with Trevor Slattery. Three. Yep. Yeah. So um, is, the, is there uh, any abomination from the Incredible Hulk? Well, I'll, I'll consider that part of part of Wong and all them because it's just just having other characters. Oh, well, right. In terms of MCU connections, it was uh, a paired connection, but yeah. Yeah, so, like, there was, like, three occasions where they actually, but they weren't, like, they weren't big enough to where it actually affected the story, you know? Like, like uh, for Endgame, for example, I get that was a big movie, but Loki leaving, you know, like, that, it's like, what, what was that? You know, like, if you just started on Infinity War, because you could start at Infinity War, because Infinity War does a good way of explaining everything that's going on at the right. beginning of the movie. So you could, because st- I remember there were so many people who came up to me after Infinity War came out and asked me, like, do I have to rewatch? I was like, actually, you don't. But if you want to, I mean, I recommend it. Obviously, I recommend mm-hmm. it. They're great movies. But um, you don't have to if you don't want to. 
Yeah, you could have gone into this movie fresh. And so for a lot of people, this could be their first entry into the MCU. Yeah, it's not like WandaVision. Like, well, I want to know about all that. Other <laughs> it's not like WandaVision. Like there are people who started on WandaVision. And I'm so glad that there are people who got in on WandaVision. But I was also thinking to myself, I was like, how the hell are you keeping up? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the way my fiance was. She's like, I like this. She's like, but what happened? And I was like, take a seat. We got that- that, that was my mom my mom is the same way she was just like we watched infinity war and i was like mom we can watch falcon and the winter soldier she's like what about the loki show i was like mom we're gonna watch falcon and the winter soldier you're gonna understand that one i'm not gonna sit here and explain everything to you i'm sorry mom i can't do that i, I don't have the power to, to <laughs> do it. i could i don't even understand it myself you know <laughs> like, uh, but uh loki sure doesn't yeah, yeah same, same. At the end. but yeah i'm glad that they didn't like go all uh, over boat and over show it. Like I know Spider-Man's going to really go into that with Dr. Strange being there. And they're probably going to have some other Avengers in that movie. I guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, you I mean, know. they could have easily thrown some Ant-Man and Wasp references in there. Cause they lived exactly right where they and were. That, apparently that was the idea. There was actually a plan to have Scott Lang uh, show up at one point. And I was just, I'm glad they didn't do that because that would have just taken, this is Shang-Chi's story. This is Simu Liu's movie. Let him have his damn movie, you know? <laughs> like, you don't yeah. have to be in it. And uh, But I'm glad that that we can move it along. And the only time they actually did was the end credit scene. And people who don't normally watch Marvel movies wouldn't stay for that, you know? So, and it could have just ended like that for them. You know what I, I mean? I tried telling people because there's people leaving. I was like, you know, there's another scene, but they, they just care. kept walking. I was because like, they, oh, yeah, okay. They, yeah, that's like, hey, you're missing out. It's the best part. But there's one more character I feel we need to talk about, and that is, uh, I think we could do it at the same time, two, two, two characters, Death Dealer and Razor Fist. Uh, Death Dealer, they really hyped up in the trailer, and Razor Fist, they didn't really talk about. However, in the movie, it was like backwards, you know? It was yeah. like Razor Fist was like the main guy, and Death Dealer was kind of just there, you know? Uh, wh- how, how do you guys feel? Ringo, I'll let you go first. I, I really like the the... The, uh, what was it? Razor, Razor Fist, Razor Fist. Yeah, yeah Razor I think Razor it's Taser Fist. Fist. Yeah, Ta- yeah, Taser, Taser, Fist. Taser Face. There we go. Yeah. Taser Fist. Taser Fist. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking in the movie. I really liked his character. I mean, I, like you said, it wasn't anywhere in the trailers or anything, and like he was a big surprise. I was like, who is this big guy? And where's his arm? And then the sword came out. I was like, all right, cool. I'm with this. <laughs> right? Yeah. You got this, Shug Chi. No, you don't. And then I'm like, I take it back. Where I, <laughs> where I read some of the comics, like death dealer was a big part where he was a big part of a bunch of the marvel adventure comics i was like okay so we're gonna have a large role with him and then like seeing him being the main abuser to shang chi i was like he's gonna get revenge but then like he got his soul sucked out and i was like oh okay he got suicide squad on the <laughs> yeah, beach that's yeah. what happened <laughs> and then razor fist was like he had a flip at that moment he's like all right we're teaming up with these guys now yeah, yeah, they I got the magical the, weapons i thought that was the that was great i thought that was perfect comedic timing as well he's like we are we are uh, the Ten Rings. We don't need your help. And then, yeah. like, Death Dealer just dies. He's like, you know what? I don't think – I think sharing is caring. Give me one of those. There goes <laughs> our ace in the hole. Well, you know, we're going to join you now. Yeah, it, it really – it felt like Suicide Squad. Like, at the beginning of the of James Gunn's The Suicide mm-hmm. Squad, you know, where they all just died. You know, like, I felt – it's like, we got this. Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> Never mind. No, we, we're, we're – 
we, we need help, you know. Uh, but I, I just kind of, I was like, I thought it was funny that they made up such a big deal in the trailer and then they just, like, killed him off the movie when they could have just done that with Razor Fist. They could have made Razor Fist a big deal in the trailer like he was in the movie. Uh, Kevin, what did you think about them? I, I thought both characters were great. I did think, oh, wow, they, they just killed off, uh, you know, uh, Death Dealer and didn't really do a lot with the character, but and a lot of people get upset like about characters like that that they have cool outfits and things like that. But yeah, was was that character ever going to talk? I guess not. So yeah, exactly. He didn't point? have one so line. You you saw what they did like training Shang Chi as a kid, and then you know to the point where they had to fight, and you know the fight had to you know mirror much of what was going on when he was a kid, and he still had the upper hand, but then. <laughs> When that soul sucker got him, that I loved it. Yeah, uh, I was glad he wasn't coming back because that was satisfying. Yeah, I I, I agree. So and we Razor talked Fist, about. Oh, yeah, I go can't ahead. wait. Like I, I mean, I, I I was wishing, I was hoping we could have gotten laser, Razor Fist and Taser Face, like in, in the same because that could happen. It's so it could ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, this guy actually had a razor for a fist. The other guy doesn't shoot tasers out of his face. You know, so, I want to uh, see him and Rocket get together. I want to see Rocket and Razor Fist. No one be like, I need that man. arm. <laughs> I need <laughs> that arm. <laughs> Give oh, me I'll that get arm. That fist. <laughs> I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that hand. Like, you know what would be a really kick-ass name? Yeah, exactly. Razor Fist. And it was right on the car. Like they didn't even call it. They know. I love that. They love. They put it on the car. Like if they painted Razor Fist on the car. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm still waiting on Jen Markham's Marvel car breakdown. Uh, did you guys watch those? Apparently, she's phenomenal. I she's lo- the- she just recently followed me, and I screamed like a little girl. I was so happy. Yeah, <laughs> I love her. Her and her husband are. I, I say that I comment on her videos all the time. I'm like, you two are goals, man. I yeah. want. I want to be happy like that. You know. <laughs> yep. But yeah, she does this Marvel car breakdown, and it was. I think it was a BMW IEX or something like IEX three or something like that. I don't know. Um, but I'm waiting for her to do her little car thing. And I can't wait to see the little Hot Wheels for uh, for Razor Fist. I might get one. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it was it was a cute little car, and I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it was like its own character in the movie at that point because they used it as the vehicle, and it was just so flamboyant, right? Like it was so bright and going through the jungle with that on the side of it, and then they just you know trash it, which was great. So I thought it was great, you know, and. You know, it, it got me thinking because I'm looking at new cars right now. And I, I was just like, I was thinking, I was like, is that a good car to have? Like, I looked over at my sister. She has a BMW. I was just like, her BMW is good. <laughs> it was a good you commercial. Know, this commercial is pretty badass. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> There's a dragon and shit. <laughs> it, it, it can get ahead of the you know strong bamboo forest. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah. There, there's a commercial right there. It's like our car can get you into a magical world of lions and uh, chicken pigs and uh, what was it called? A Daishin? Uh, I've already closed the browser. I, window, I, but yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah, or whatever the, the little little cute little Morris, whatever Morris was called. You know, I like Maurice. 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 It, it, it kind of reminds me of the uh, what was it? Uh, have you guys ever seen Madagascar? Uh, Maurice, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Right yes, now? yes. Uh, yeah, kind of like that. Move it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just love. Yes, King Julian. A little Maurice. Maurice. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about future projects that we have coming up. This is set up. Let's talk about some stuff. Okay, so we talked about our favorite characters. We talked about our favorite scenes, fight scenes, and everything. Let's talk about the future of the MCU because obviously there is a future. 
you know, I'm glad that this didn't really tie into the multiverse. Like everything mm-hmm. seems to be tying into the multiverse lately. And I'm kind of getting sick of it. All right. Like, especially with what if, all right, like you don't call, okay, Ringo, you've, I, Kevin, I don't know if you've read a lot of what ifs, but Ringo, I'm, I'm almost a hundred percent positive. You have, yep. yep. Uh, they are beginning, middle, and end. They do not tie into each other. Why are no. you tying the show into each other? You know, like, no, they're one spinoff. So either everything's horrible or it all ends well, and the character just goes off. And the first three episodes did a great job of doing that, and then mm-hmm. the Doctor Strange came out, and I was just mm-hmm. like, "Shit, they're tying this together, aren't they?" Well, you Probably- know, it's not going to tie to anything else now, though. I mean. <laughs> Unless they're just like knocking on the edge of his little universe right. bubble, if he's still in it, right? If it didn't completely poof out, so yeah, that one's but, not continuing. Uh, but but yeah. at least the, you know that magical multi realm monster. Yeah, yeah that's, let's call it that's hive. No, yeah, and the thing is, what ifs are supposed to be uh, beginning, middle, and end. And, and you know, I thought it was going to be a show where I could just kick back and relax and not have to do my job for a little bit because mm-hmm. you know I I love breaking down movies and stuff, but you know it gets tiring, man. You know and. You know, but it's, it's a also, rough life. yeah, it, it sucks, man. <laughs> just, just my first world problems here. Uh, but I was like, you know, why does it have to tie in together? You know, it, it could have just ended and had a nice ending. And then maybe one day, if you did want to bring it back, you could do a part two of the episode. Uh, but it doesn't all have yeah. to tie together. And that's one of those things that you were talking about earlier. Like this movie didn't really tie into the main universe, but it also was in it, you know, but why can't what if be its own thing? But that's a story when I do my what ifs, uh, when I do the what ifs uh, episode. But, uh, you know, I'm glad that this didn't go into the multiverse. I'm glad that it, it, it set up for possibly Eternals. That's what I think the rings are going to be tied to. Yep. Uh, I, I'm super glad to see what we have in store next. But Ringo, what what are you glad to see about the entirety of this multiverse or the MCU in general? Uh, I'm just so glad, like, it's bringing a lot more first of all representation to another culture of people in the universe like that's one thing i always love to see like it's just more representation so that more people can look up and see like i'm like this person i'm like this hero or they're like me and i can be like this and that's one thing that brings them closer to it like uh with uh uh spider-verse uh i'm part latino and my little nephew is part Latino and uh, uh, Miles Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah, he's like Miles Morales, Puerto Rican. And uh, he's uh, that's one thing that got him. He was in kindergarten and uh, he uh, a lot of people were picking on him because he loves Spider-Man. They're like, no, Spider-Man's white. You can't be Spider-Man. And then like yeah. when that movie came out, I took him to go watch that day one because I was like, you I want you to see this. see this representation. Like you're like the, the end of that movie has a really good meaning. Like anyone, anybody can wear the mask. Anyone can wear the mask. Anyone can be this. It doesn't have to be one person. It doesn't have to be Peter Parker. And that's that one the, thing. That was the idea behind Spider-Man. Yep. And that's what I liked about uh, Shang-Chi is like, you know, a lot of people say like, like it's like that, what do you call it? The uh, American effect. Like the superheroes have to be from America. They have to be white. They have to have bl- blonde hair, blue eyes or obey american ideals but shang chi you know you got more into the chinese culture and everything and that's one thing i love about it because you get to see more into what this uh culture is like and the uh, representation into that culture and make it exactly what it should be and uh that's that's what i really loved about it and that's one thing i love about what marvel's doing right now it's just they're deep diving into places that people would have thought a long time ago nah 
and like they're not having like you like both like we all said earlier 40 year old white guys writing these types of stories yeah. and it's not uh, appropriated right so that's one thing i want to see future mcu is more representation like this well what, what about you kevin what what do you want to see in the future of the mcu or the mcm whatever you want to call it uh, I totally agree with what Ringo was saying in terms of the representation. Uh, I think the people who get bent out of shape, well, let me, let me say it positively first <laughs> for my kids and my wife and other people like the, you know, couple of billion, you know, people of East Asian descent, uh, around the world, like so, or just Asia in general, like the so many people are excited that now they're getting some representation. There's still a long way to go. Like we need more Latino, Latina characters. Uh, we need like characters uh, like Indian. Uh, we've got, you know, one Pakistani coming up. Uh, we've got all kinds of uh, representation that's starting to come in, but you know, 22 of like the first 24 films in the MCU were led by a white dude, even yeah. the teens. Right. Yeah. So like it's, I think it's so important for, people that haven't had it to have it so there's that positive side and i see more and more projects doing that and i'm just that's why i love captain marvel my girls and i and my sons we all absolutely oh, adore yeah. that movie my sister loves um, captain marvel you know black panther uh i i got to see so many uh other creators and uh you know friends and, and of course that movie came out before i was even on tiktok but yeah like, just to watch people who are already doing you know media like this and talking to coworkers and friends like they're so excited finally they have this mm -hmm. now that's the positive side the devious side of me loves that these things trigger a certain part of the population that are already they already have some malice in their hearts against mm -hmm. people that don't look like them and they need to be confronted with this stuff until either that goes away completely or they just completely hide in the shadows. I don't want right. to hear it anymore. I don't want to see, you know, like Black Panther was a solid movie. It is. It's and a great movie. It's so good. And yet there's a, a portion of the uh, white boy population that gripes about it. Like, oh, it was overhyped in this stuff. And they don't see the need for it. But it's not just the need. It was also a good movie on top of all the things it represents. Little do they know. That is a fantastic film on top of Asian representation. And yet we saw so many guys who've had films and heroes that look like them literally for a hundred years now Being that just don't understand it. And they rail against it. And I'm like, you have a lot of growing up to do uh, to be an ally to other communities. Yeah. And just, you know, be happy. You don't have to have all the things, right? Like, and then they say, you know, white supremacy doesn't exist and you know, racism doesn't exist. That's all BS. That stuff still exists. That's why it's mm -hmm. in the media because we need to confront it and just having more yes. of that stuff. It just, it makes me glad and that I'm not writing it because it's not for people like me to write it. Yeah. I'm not offended at all. I want to hear from other people. Like, tell me about your culture. I, I have a background in anthropology. And so I've been okay. more than a few, couple of decades now, really interested in learning other cultures. I've spent some time in Southeast Asia, um, and different parts of the United States. And it just, I, I think it's so enriching for us to be exposed to people and ideas and cultures that are different than us. We don't yes. have to, even if we don't identify with them, let's appreciate them. Yes. That, that's my thing. Right. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree with you. And going back on what you were saying about how uh, the people who are, who have white heroes and then when they see a character like this, 
for for all time. They then freak out about this. I'm like, little do you know, like Black Panther was created by Stanley and Jack Kirby, two notoriously white Jewish men. You know, and uh, or uh, Stanley was raised in a Jewish household. I don't know what his full like culture or his uh, religion was, but I know Jack Kirby was Jewish for sure. But um, you know, same with Shang Chi. He was created by Jim Starlin. You guys all love Thanos. Same guy created Shang Chi. Uh, right. Yeah, you know, and uh, Stry Hat Goofy got to meet him at the premiere. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's not to say that uh, you know, definitely not to take away from these creators that were yeah. the only ones available who started realizing, hey, we have zero black heroes, we have zero Asian heroes. And Kevin Feige was saying this since the beginning. He said yes. he's wanted a character yeah. like this since day one, since and Iron Man. People keep griping about how oh, it's too little, too late, like with the Black Widow movie they don't not everybody looks at the behind the scenes stuff like the three of us do but like yeah. kevin feige two years ago finally got full control creative control of all of mm-hmm. marvel yes and he knew he could do whatever he wanted yeah they i was so he glad had to bring when i heard billions that. of dollars before they gave him that but he he was so smart the way he built up the mcu yes Jeez. it's kind of like kind of irritating to look at and see oh 22 or 21 movies led by white dudes at the beginning Yet at the same time, he used that strategy so that he could now fund everything that they're doing now. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if there's ever personally, if there's ever another white dude superhero, because I will still have had more than anybody else ever in my lifetime. Uh, I, I don't need any more that look like me. I want other right. people to have that. Like it's time to share these little guys that get mad and they write in their little, I don't even want to name the websites, but uh, oh, they're going to take away all white, you know, male heroes fine let them i'm i'm cool with that because there's so many others that are more interesting they can't take Um, away what's already been written that's exactly it it's just like with star wars if you don't like the new stuff go back and watch the old stuff to your heart's content because that's what i had to do for decades until we finally got new stuff so there you go Okay. Yeah. No, that's per- perfectly said too. By Sorry, the way, get on a soapbox about this. Stuff. Hey, hey, you're good. You're good. I because I agree with everything, and I believe my viewers need to hear it as well. Uh, like I'm not saying that my viewers are bad. I, I love you all, but uh, yeah, we all need to hear it though. Be reminded of it. But yeah, yeah it's always we, good. We to don't be want reminded. to get comfortable in our little communities that we're in, and our families, and our whatever uh, groups that we're in. That's yeah. why I think diversity is so important, and not just diversity in how people look in their religion and things like that. All important, but like diversity of thought, like have different ideas about the way the world works, but that often goes, yes, you know, hand in hand with different cultures and different backgrounds. All right. Yeah. Well, I never get tired of hearing any diversity speak. I, I love when Kevin goes on a rant about it. It is it, it just straight fire comes out of your mouth when you say it straight up. It's and amazing. I hope everybody that's listening. Thank you. I hope everybody that's listening knows that when I address those things, it's not to the people of color and the underrepresented groups. To white I'm addressing boys like it me and to white boys primarily, <laughs> yeah. white people in general, uh, because otherwise that would be the white savior complex that we all want to avoid. I'm not going to yeah. tell any other culture how they're supposed to live and how I'm going to fix things yes. for them. I'm going to hold people like me feet to the fire. That's called being an ally. Yeah. And there's a big, sharp difference. And we need to all understand that and work within that difference, like be the kind of person that's going to be helpful. And some people still won't understand and they're going to accuse us of stuff or whatever, but it's still worth it. I don't care. Uh, people can uh, tar and feather me all they want, um, digitally speaking. And I- I'm still going to do what I do because I know it's making a difference to people. Yeah. All right. Well, they, we've had a lot. We've said a lot of things uh, throughout this podcast. Now, I'm going well, to ask you guys one question and then we're going to close out. Okay. So, Shang-Chi, 
Who would you like to see Chung-Chi team up with in a future Marvel installment? It doesn't matter. It could be Luis. It could be Spider-Man. It could be a hero. It could be a villain. Who would you like to see that already established, by the way? Let's, let's keep that rule. So no Galactus or anything. Uh, uh, Ringo, who do you want to see Shang-Chi team up with in the future of the MCU at some point? I would love to see him team up with Spider-Man and teach him the way of the spider, like in the comics. Yes. Because like, Tom Holland really needs that, really needs the, the martial arts training because he is a young kid. It's not because he's inexperienced. No, I've seen him in the movies, like in uh, Far From Home. He was he was really well at combat, but knowing the way of the spider would go a long way. And the team-up movie with them, like learning that with each other. And then Peter learning to trust again, because well, right now his trust is broken because of Mysterio. Just that would be amazing to see. And then like yes. seeing Peter's response like going to that magical world. Yeah. <laughs> don't make it like a mentor thing either. Yeah. yeah. Like, make it a friendship. Make because, it a friendship. Yeah. Because technically now he's an Avenger. They're part of the same team. You know, They're friends. Well, what about you, Kevin? Who who would you like to see Shang-Chi team up with in the near future? I would have loved to see him team up with T'Challa. And oh, oh man, now, now you're going to make me cry, man. I, <laughs> uh, I, I think the two of them could be such a powerhouse. Uh, I Instead, you know, if we do get Shuri as Black Panther, I, I would love to see him team up see, with her. Would, you would like to see uh, him go to Wakanda, is that what you're saying? Um, uh, Sure. Or and then they can and she could show up, you know, in his they realm. Can learn each other's cultures. Yeah, they can uh, then go off and you know do crazy things together. I think that would be an interesting pairing. Uh, either that or uh, like I don't know. It, I would like to see him like with Captain Marvel. I think that would be an interesting pairing. Yeah, uh, because she's so cosmic and he's he's not exactly street Earth. level, you know. Like, but he, he's I think going to be like in the comics the greatest, uh, you know, combat fighter like hand-to-hand fighter that is in the MCU. I already think he is. I think the fights in this movie exceeded even Civil War uh, or, or even uh, Winter Soldier, both the Captain America movies that uh, everybody loves the fighting. in. so uh, to see them team up for something that would require some kind of epic team up and I don't yeah. know what they could do with his energy rings and her powers and... Oh, uh, dude, it would be uh, a badass team up. And Aquafina, pew, pew with the arrows. <laughs> I'm all down for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, those are both great. I'm going to stick with the one I said earlier because I just can't get it off my mind. Shang-Chi and Star-Lord uh, would probably just... It'd be so fun watching Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi do his awesome kung fu moves in space and Star-Lord right behind him, you know, like shooting away bad guys. And, and trying them, to say Shang-Chi and him saying, no, Shang-Chi. Or yeah, and, and then we get that I, little... I need to see that now. Yeah, you and know, Shang Chi clip and pin it forever, and and, and, and then uh, Simi Liu uh, just being like, "What? Who do you think you are, J. Kevin Parker? Come on!" <laughs> I would, yeah, I would like, get up and TikTok? leave. Come on. I would walk up and leave and laugh my ass <laughs> off. Like I would go pause the move. Like I would rent out the theater for myself just to, just yeah. just see that scene. I go, I "Hey, guy, you. pause the movie." I would walk outside, scream at the top of my lungs, and just laugh my ass off, and then walk back and go resume contrary to some people's belief i I can be a good sport about that stuff i would actually have such a blast with something like that even if it was like one of those you know bro thor when he had his roommate daryl like even if it's one of those things yeah little extra you know things which is canon as far as i know like there's nothing in there that contradicts anything uh so like that 
even that would be good and i would post the heck out of it but yeah in a movie something like that even if it wasn't by name like or yeah. you like an old white dude with the tiktok trying to <laughs> trying to teach people how to say my name oh let me guess your <laughs> wife's chinese too right <laughs> yeah hide behind her no she's half my size so that wouldn't work out all right but yeah no i think star lord and uh, shang chi would just be so fun to see together uh that that would be a, a fun team up uh thanks guys for coming out uh, let's plug ourselves in uh kevin i'll let you go first where can we find you on the internets uh j kevin parker with the letter j my first initial j. kevin parker all squished together for most of the socials if you go to my link tree then you also can see my uh my YouTube channel, which is Epic Worldview. That's where I'm about to start doing a big content push uh, for some things that are going to be pretty focused on, you know, how to view some of the cultural aspects of these things. I'm going to bring, bring in people and interview them, uh, people oh. who are more authorities on whatever it is, certain topics, certain, uh, like there's an attorney that's a Star Wars nut that I'm going to bring in and talk about Mando and stuff like that. Uh, there's uh, people of different cultures who I'm going to bring in to have them talk about their culture so that I'm not the one talking about it because I think that's better. Right? All right. Like, so it's going to be fun. There's going to Can't be a lot of stuff see. on there. We're going to break down. It's going to be an epic worldview, huh? Exactly. It's about looking at these epic stories and thinking about how do we apply that to our life to live better? Okay. Yeah. It's not going to be super dope. preachy. It's going to be more of uh, like, here, here's how we can grow. This is the message. Dope. The moral of the story, like they used to do at the end of GI Joe and some of those shows. Yeah, they, they got to bring that back. That was yep. one of the better things about car old cartoons. Knowing is half the battle. Yes. Okay, Ringo, wh wh where can we find you, bro? Uh, in my uh, link tree on my TikTok as well, you can find my Instagram, uh, Twitter, Twitch. It's all uh, 60. It's a mouthful. 60 underscore second underscore comic facts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, that I'll be... I, a stream on twitch usually on the weekends right now playing ultimate spider-man the old one oh, uh, from the xbox yep yep 2004 that's uh, a that's a banger i was playing web of shadows but it got it's too buggy so ultimate like, spider-man is like, really fun though yeah like that that's a game that was way ahead of its time i i started playing that today i made an uh-oh my stream so i had to start over the game because i didn't save oh man, that stinks <laughs> uh I, i'm on twitter you know, just post some random stuff on Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, I'm getting back into that, working on it. I have a second uh, TikTok account, uh, that Star Wars guy, where I go over different Star Wars stuff. And uh, yeah, that's that's my socials right there. All right. Yeah. Thank you for plugging those in. If you guys like this podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at Comic Comedy Podcast. On, well, on Instagram, like I just said, uh, I can't get my words together, but that's okay. Comic Comedy Podcast, I, I always update you guys on when a new episode's coming up, who's going to be on the next episode, and what the topic is going to be. Um, I try to upload every Wednesday, that is the goal, so tomorrow this episode will be up, so I'm going to be putting in a big night because i got homework to do too. But you guys can also follow me on TikTok at Shubidubert, that's S-C-H-U-B-Y-D-O-O-B-E-R-T. I make stupid videos and I talk about comic books all the time. And unfortunately, somebody had to tell me that they were fake today, uh, the other day. Oh my gosh, that really, did you guys know the comic books weren't real? I never heard of this. I'm, I'm appalled. I, I don't believe Dude, it. Dude, like I, I was talking about uh, how Superman can fly. So this little kid messaged me he tagged me in a video and he said how does superman fly and so i answered it i i went in i went deep apparently lex luther has like a whole theory in the comic books and everything yeah yeah that's what i say there's a comic about it that lex yeah. luther goes over it yeah and uh i talked about that and then this guy was just like you are aware that these aren't real right and i'm like 
what so many clowns that are desperate just, for attention i was just like no <laughs> i like i gave him the answer that he wanted but that like it's cool though for asking and you're yeah. very cool for answering yeah no no somebody asked me like why did you answer that and i just said because the little kid asked me and he looked like tom holland so i thought that was funny and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a tiny tom holland but uh yeah he was a good kid but uh, yeah, I was. I love answering questions that people send in. But yeah, that's what I do on my TikTok. But thank you, Kevin and Ringo, for coming on. I really appreciate you guys coming. No, oh, thanks for having time. us. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, guys. All right, thank you guys so much. Peace out, Girl Scouts, and we'll see you guys next week.